Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, which means I'm Ken Knapsack. And it means I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And it means I'm Jennifer Landau. Hey, the gag is together. <laughs> we have gone through uh, a lot just in this last couple of days to get here today. We're all experiencing different <laughs> things in life. We're recording from uh, ice caves and, and bunkers. <laughs> it's uh, fun time. Oh. Yeah, try to guess which room we're in based on the quality of our voices. Uh, we're recording at a different time and are all scattered to different parts of the home. <laughs> That's great, and uh, yeah, Jed. Uh, we'll just let's acknowledge the cough in the room. You're a little under the weather, so you might sound a little different. We don't want anyone to freak out. You're okay. That's right. That's right. Uh, sound better today than I did yesterday, but I'm I'm going <laughs> to lean into it. Sound yeah. real grizzly. Oh yeah, you got a, a Saj Ventress vibe going on. Oh ah. yeah, love that. Love Short voiceover career for like a day while I'm sick, and then they'd be like, "Okay, you're fired." <laughs> Just come in once and go, Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Well, the gang is all here for some Star Wars news. Uh, also, look at this week in Star Wars history. A lot of fun, a lot of things to get to. Even though there's only technically on our sheet two stories, uh, there's a lot to discuss. So we're going to dive right in here. And we'll also remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, as always, we'll have our Force Center recommends an audiobook, oh, that we think you should try out on us. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. I just was doing the, uh, adding the commercials in some of the older episodes, and I stumbled on it the first time we ever offered Audible. Really? Was, yes. <laughs> and we all were figuring out how to get that rhythm down. <laughs> <laughs> audibletrial.com <laughs> it's good stuff um we're gonna catch up as uh you know as uh, we normally do a uh, life and star wars adventures uh, but we're also not going to make jen talk a ton to strain <laughs> what little vocal cords she has left so jen i will let you begin uh how are you surviving and is star wars getting you through it, well it, it would have i went to disneyland <laughs> yesterday I was so excited because my daughter, I had prepped her. I said, let's go on the Millennium Falcon ride. She says, yes, I'm all in. I don't know what happened, but somehow we we didn't even get anywhere near Galaxy's Edge. I Mm. got a a moment in the Tomorrowland uh, gift shop. Mm. It it was like not even, I I barely looked at like one Grogu tie-dye shirt and then I was whisked away. (laughs) And it just was very, I was like, I need a day by myself here so that Mm. I can. Mm. <laughs> I mean, really, like my kids wanted to be at the pool or they were like, oh, we'll just go on like small world. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this, you know, we have a two year old, too. So that's, that's challenging. Sure. But uh, <sighs> I saw people walking around with their droids and their custom lightsabers. And it just was like, you know, I had this wistful look on my face. My husband was like, oh, look at that custom lightsaber. Oh, that looks not. I'm like, mm. <laughs> would be nice. I'm aware. Have you ever made a lightsaber, Jen? I never have. I, I just am, at least not at this age, because everything gets destroyed. My daughter, my six-year-old was playing with our lightsaber. And it's one of those that like it, it retracts and then, you know, shoots mm. out. Yeah, and she literally, thank goodness she didn't point it at herself like Luke. She pointed it outwards, but my two-year-old was right in front of her, and it shot right, right below her eye. Oh no! Oh yeah, she got this huge bruise, and I had to explain to her school. They're like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Well, she got <laughs> shot in the face by a lightsaber." <sighs> so I, I can't get the I can't get a fancy one just yet. Just yet. Just we need some actual Star Wars storytelling where the younglings uh, hurt one another and and really get a, a good lecture from Yoda about lightsaber safety. <laughs> we, oh my gosh, like there should there should be like a training video <laughs> over kids. Oh, have you guys made custom lightsabers? I, I did. Had a chance. Yeah, yeah but you did. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just it was one of the the priorities, you know, in the the lightsaber is cool. The lightsaber is great. I love it. Uh, but the experience is so good. And they mm. let you bring in one other person with you. So, you know, you can it, Sarah took a bunch of, of like pictures and was like my emotional support. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> For how that's cool it was. Yeah, it. it's really it's really worth the experience. I um, love it. I will say that, you know, Galaxy's Edge is really far out there. And mm. so that's that's part of the reason why we didn't go over there because it was just such a trek. But Tomorrowland, I think it needs a little bit of help because people aren't really yes. going into the launch bay, you know. Right. I don't even mm. know if it's, I don't even think it's open. Um, and then we saw some characters doing some music at night, the up characters, the little boy and the dog. And <laughs> Tomorrowland? I just like, yes, in Tomorrowland. <laughs> Uh, it kind of has like a Toy Story Pixar thing. Going. I don't know, but I'm like, somebody, please yeah. bring something Star Wars over here. It's Space Mountain, Star Tours. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it did get a little uh, dented there by, by Galaxy's Edge. Because, yeah, some of the early times I went to um, Disneyland, which was quite late in life, that Tomorrowland was Star Wars land, right? Right. Wow. Yes. Yes. One last thing I'll say on the tram ride, uh, bus ride back. Uh, we were talking with this family and they were, they had said that they went on the rise of the resistance and th- they were not hardcore Star Wars fans by any means. They said it was the most incredible ride they've ever been on. They said mm. it was 
I think she even said like life changing. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> she said, she said it was unlike anything she's ever experienced. She would not spoil it for me. She said, I'm, I hmm. have not really done much research on it, but she said, if you can ever go on it, it yeah. don't miss it. <laughs> so we're yeah. going back to the hotel. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. Uh, when the kids graduate high school. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, I concur. Another priority. Yeah. I concur with Stranger Lady. I, really? I concur. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I have not yet bet on it. So I'm with you, Jen. Uh, oh, Ken and Stranger Lady have had their lives <laughs> changed, and you and I remain the same for now. Oh, man. <laughs> Someday. But, but I haven't had a chance to build a lightsaber. So, you know, it's all, it's all even around here. I haven't Balanced even walked into Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even pass that. I did walk into where you build the droids. Ah. And I was with my, my friend and his, and his wife and we walked in and, and Grace and I, and, and I remember, I don't know why, how, how we got, I just saw a lot of it. And I just, I went like this. I went, eh, eh. <laughs> and I turned around and walked out. <laughs> I don't want to build a droid. Sorry, R2. I want to build a lightsaber. Not cheap, a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. yeah, rather get a turkey leg. Exactly. Oh, I wanted oh, a yeah. Ronto wrap. That didn't mm. happen either. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The tale of Jen's Disney disappointment. I know. My husband's like, "You're having a really hard day." I'm like, nothing <laughs> accomplished. At yeah. least it matches your voice. Like nothing worked yeah. out for me at Disneyland. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Star Wars Adventures, sort of, from Jen. Uh, Joseph, life at Star Wars. How's it going for you? Uh, good. I had some adventures that I thought were going to be Star Wars adjacent, and then they became direct Star Wars, which was uh, weird mm. and fun. Uh, mm. So my wife and I are really making a point of trying to go to all of the museums that we keep saying that we're going to. Uh, mm. We went to the Natural History Museum for the first time. Ah. Uh, we have been down there before to the Science Center to see this amazing King Tut exhibit several years ago. Uh, okay. But there was a Jane Goodall uh, exhibit at the Natural History Museum that my wife really wanted to catch. Uh, mm. We watched both of the Disney Plus documentaries uh, about Jane Goodall, which mm. are both really great. Uh, some uh, Not surprising. Uh, a woman who uh, studied uh, and studies uh, the way science and nature and <laughs> uh, interact. Uh, a lot of Star Wars themes going on. Uh, so the exhibit was great, but then halfway through our drive there, I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to get to see the outside of the Lucas Museum of Narrative Art under construction. Yeah. And it was really fun to see that. The, I know I've seen the drawings. We've all seen the drawings, but to see up close the giant, weird spaceship like mm. shape <laughs> mm -hmm. that is like the the outer structure like it's still all covered and stuff but it, it you it's there you know mm. uh so it's exciting to see how close it was getting and that whole area um um it sounds uh, like like jen that you have you've been there um, yes I, it is such a cool just sort of campus of knowledge <laughs> mm. with all the different buildings some that are like very old and some that are newer and other new ones under construction and now the lucas thing there and that rose gardens so all great all beautiful um and i thought oh that's a that's kind of a star wars adventure there's a one jane goodall quote about uh giving uh one of the things that she did different when she studied uh chimpanzees to begin with is uh, gave them names instead of numbers and i was like there it is just, there she's go. talking about mm. clones from <laughs> Clone Wars, the animated series same philosophy, but with chimpanzees. Uh, but then when I was leaving, there was uh, some sort of party going on, and there were a bunch of different people cosplaying. There oh. was a Jedi with Grogu, who was a Grogu doll, who was just standing like on the corner making Grogu wave at people. Like, okay. Uh, but then uh, there was somebody from uh, JPL uh, who had mm -hmm. a fully made, uh, you know, auto automatically piloted uh, R2. Um, oh, yeah. So Ardu just came rolling along and kept getting stopped for photos. <laughs> like there was a paparazzi, like Ardu was famous. So uh, uh, while the guy piloting Ardu was talking to a kid, I zipped in and took a uh, selfie with Ardu, which <laughs> oh is the God. first celebrity selfie I have taken in Los Angeles after all wow. these years of living here. <laughs> wow. Was it a JPL event? I don't know. There, there's so much going on there because there's also the Coliseum and a, oh, a right. different music mm. venue. It looked like it looked like there was like, 
like a nerd event, uh, some sort of a goth event, some just are you young in Los Angeles event? I I had no there was a wedding in the Rose Garden. It oh was a gosh. happening place. I don't know uh, if R2 was going to a concert or a wedding. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was Quite really nice. fun to just, uh, you know, be out, uh, experience this great city that uh, we live in and, and all the great things we can do here. And then actually have uh, R2 celebrity sighting. That's the best. Oh, good old R2. Always a yeah. crowd. Always a crowd. Good stuff. How about you, Ken? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was not going to have much of one. Uh, just a lot of... Uh, Stuff going on on the weekend and, and stuff. I uh, got a chance to kind of refocus my energy after uh, some some bad stuff on Friday. So I was going to talk about that, which is Star Wars and Force and the, that vibes. Then I, uh, because of our later recording schedule, uh, I get this opportunity. I, I had to rush to uh, Ikea in Burbank because you're always, you always got to rush to Ikea <laughs> to get something. And the, the one we have in Burbank, I think, I don't know if it still is, is stand, it's like the largest Ikea in like the Western Hemisphere. It's, it's a, if anyone's ever been there, it is like going to Disneyland. So you can't just get through, th- through there fast. So I'm, I, I'm trying to get through, I needed to get something specific. And, you know, I saw a, for, a first order stormtrooper backpack, one that's just like the helmet and it's a backpack, right? Shaped oh, like yeah. the helmet. And, you know, we're all that. And anyone listening, probably you, you see Star Wars, your eyes it turns to it. You know, and here's it, you know, Joseph, when Jennifer's, uh, in the time that Jennifer's been out, you and I have brought up a couple of times of, uh, you know, ageism is a thing out there. Now, Joseph and I have had very good lives with a lot of opportunities. No one cried for us, but uh, it's something we've uh, talked about, talked about it, how we uh, love in Star Wars, you know, sequel trilogy. We got some older characters getting to do cool things and it's cool. And it's important. It's, it's part of uh, what we want to see in the stories. So I, I preach that a lot, but I turn the corner, I see the four set of the first order backpack and I look, it's on a lady who's very clearly in her, in her mid-60s. And I go, oh, that's weird to myself. <laughs> and then I go about four feet and I go, well, why would I say that? <laughs> like, why Why did I just put an age limit to Star Wars? Why the <laughs> hell would I do that? I almost want to go back and apologize to her. And and then so as I kept going through Ikea, I just kind of was ruminated on the fact that this, this is great. Like, let's say you were 20 and a young college student studying film and you sat down in 1977 – you are in your mid-60s. Hell, George Lucas is getting up there to 80. So is Harrison Ford. And he's still going to be Indiana Jones until he's 90. <laughs> and, and and I love that. And and we always celebrate the entry points. We celebrate the younger generation, Star Wars being a generational tale, and how great it is to see someone uh, who – and talk to them about the Clone Wars, and that's their first Star Wars. And that, but I love the other end, too, and I don't want to forget the other end. So that unnamed stranger lady in Burbank's Ikea. Uh, <laughs> apologize for, for even two seconds. It's assuming that Star Wars had some sort of age limit. Your backpack was awesome. (laughs) That is a great experience. I love when that happens. And and I love that you both had uh, fascinating stranger lady experiences. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of stranger ladies out there. (laughs) So, Anyways, lesson learned. We'll all celebrate Star Wars uh, no matter what generation and what age we are. Uh, Let's celebrate Star Wars by getting into some Star Wars news. And uh, this is, I was going to, there's no real uh, spoiler, but I guess if you don't want to know anything about the making of Ahsoka, then uh, tune out. But I I don't think we're getting into plot here. Uh, Peter Ramsey is going into the Ahsoka-verse. Oh, you see what I did there? The Hollywood Reporter, and uh, that's Boris Kitt, more specifically in his uh, article, uh, Heat Vision, that he always has. Uh, he said that, uh, you know, remind us all, the Ahsoka series is going to production next month. And ahead of that, uh, the Oscar-winning Into the Spider-Verse co-director, Peter Ramsey, is apparently set to helm at least one episode of the series. Of course, nothing confirmed by Lucasfilm yet. But when The Hollywood Reporter runs with it, it's worth discussing. Now, as well as directing Rise of the Guardians a few years ago, Riley has, uh, excuse me, Ramsey has two live-action projects in the works, but this will be his first live-action director gig. Now, he used to do storyboards for many, 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 a lot of commas, a lot of many's films, <laughs> uh, but uh, some are Men in Black, one of my favorite films, Fight Club, and Indup. Independence Day. He worked in the storyboard department for those movies. Uh, so that is all kind of the information on this uh, decorated director, said an Oscar-winning co-director. So uh, what do we like about this possible quotes around that choice? Though it does seem pretty good. Jen, what do you think? I'm really liking this new era of cinema and television, streaming, whatever you want to call it, content. Um, mm. I like that the barriers between 
different mediums, if you will, are being broken for, you know, for a long time. Mm -hmm. If you worked in film, it was seen as taboo to work in TV, or if you worked in animation, you would be stuck there and not taken seriously to be able to make the leap to live action. And that Mm -hmm. seems to not be as much of the case now because they're just, they're telling stories. People who work in animation are telling some of the greatest stories as we've seen with Pixar and, and Disney and, and all the like. Um, look at Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, right? Yeah. So it just, um, I'm excited. And he, I'm sure he has a ton of ideas. He has a ton of experience. I know this is a film that I actually haven't seen the, the Spider-Verse film. It's on my list. But I know it made a huge impact. People really loved it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm excited about it. I, I've just heard wonderful things about his work. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll defer to Joseph. I think, Joseph, I think you're <laughs> the only one to have seen that film on this team, which is. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jennifer, no. had, Jennifer had a lot of things going on the last couple of years, and I just, <laughs> I don't follow the Spider Man much. So I apologize. <laughs> it is phenomenal um Mm -hmm. it it is really it really does live up to the hype and i think part of the power is there's definitely like lots of fun stuff if you know spider-man but this could absolutely be your introduction to spider-man this is not Mm -hmm. something that depends on being deep in in the spider-verse yourself (laughs) ironically um it is it, it makes a lot of sense um with star wars because the thing about uh into the spider-verse is it's got this blend of deeply moving human story like Mm -hmm. um really hooks you and you really want things to work out for the characters it's super relatable uh got a great uh message of hope and compassion and everybody being valuable uh but it's also just got a lot of comedy a lot of comedy and a lot of action so it really makes sense uh for star wars i know there's the uh you know lord and miller are involved and i know (laughs) that many people are still uh uh, upset that they didn't uh, complete their vision um of solo uh but i love spider-verse and uh, i i do think it it really makes sense uh that the creative people involved in that would uh be welcomed into star wars yeah i look i don't want to kick the dirt on office gossip but i wonder what that phone call was like if peter's like calling up his buddies let me ask you something i got an offer <laughs> what do you think uh and and the fact that he's there uh yeah a lot of things again i'll have to defer to your knowledge of uh of this film joseph but uh, obviously like jennifer said this is uh not only an oscar-winning film it just captured the hearts of so many people i just you you get that the buzz was uh was felt even if i didn't see the film and it's it's nothing i'll probably see it one day and probably have more reason to now just uh in terms of uh, researching what's coming down the line of stars so i love all that i love what you're saying that does that tracks and then i just I love this idea, and Jen, you're touching upon it too, of, of hey, you know, those walls are kind of down. Uh, it was very much, I remember the first time I saw a movie star on TV and thought, wow, that poor person. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's the way it just kind of went, and, and we're not there anymore. And this tracks for uh, someone like Dave Filoni, who, you know, storyboarder, animator, getting a chance to learn how to direct. This just makes a lot of sense. And, and Ramsey, again, he, he won an Oscar. More than qualified to take a stab at live action. Uh, it's not <laughs> like Dave just said, let me give you a chance. Uh, I, I just love it. It just seems like a wonderful pairing from people who understand how to tell stories no matter what the medium is. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me. And I wonder if Filoni is on a mission uh, in general to mm-hmm. uh, return the kindness that was uh, uh, that he benefited from mm-hmm. of saying, hey, Let's make the transition. Let's take things that you know from animation that maybe even apply to the volume, uh, but Hmm. go visit the set of Last Jedi, work with Jon Favreau, and really uh, get yourself to this live action point where where you feel more comfortable and knowledgeable in it. If he's trying to turn turn around and give that to other animators just out of sort of a philosophical desire, (laughs) but then also practical application to this show. This isn't a brand new show. This is Ahsoka's show, right? Right. And if all of the rumors are true about a ton of characters uh, coming from Rebels into live action, of Thrawn coming from animation into live action, it might be that Filoni really doesn't want to butt his head up against... uh, 
people mm-hmm. who don't understand his thinking on this, right? Uh, yeah. We've had all these great behind the scenes discussions with him where he's really said, laid out like, the dark saber should look different. <laughs> yeah. it's a, that's a stylized world. What right. I think he might have a lot of strong opinions about what works in animation that we should translate to live action, what shouldn't come from animation and be different because it's live action. Somebody who appreciates the differences and similarities and uh, wants other directors who have that background. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Jen? So much sense. And there's also, I imagine, because he's worked in animation and, and making that transition, there's he's not going to have a judgment. And not to say that a strictly only film director would, but he's, he's going to get it. They're going to have that shorthand coming yeah. from the animation background uh, that I think is going to be, I don't know, I think it would be really exciting for them. And I, I know that a lot of people have struggled with a lot of the the – the, the ways that they've adapted some of the things from animation. I have never, I love everything. I will be curious to see, may I ask who have they been floating around as Thrawn? Have they, have they fan casted or have there been any names that have been floating around if they do bring Thrawn into the show? Oh, I don't think there's been anything reported. I think it mm-hmm. is deep, deep rumor and guesswork about possible Thrawns. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a, a multiverse of Thrones. No, uh, <laughs> into the Thronverse. Into the Thronverse. Very, very scary. Yeah. Other than uh, we got Sabine cast in the show, right? I, I, you know, the Hollywood Reporter does have a. I should bring that up because I, oh, I yeah. the names itself. Uh, yeah. As far as I mean, Ray Stevenson uh, is cast as an unnamed villain, and, and he is mm. Thron-like qualities, and we speculated on that. Um, but nothing yet. Uh, yeah, so cast Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Ivana Sakno, uh, Ukrainian actress, and uh, Natasha Lou Bordozo, uh, Bordizo, excuse me, I'm just messing all the names up tonight. Uh, and of course, uh, yeah, that guy Hayden Christensen doing something in the, something in the story as well. <laughs> Playing uh, Thrawn, a weird yeah, choice, but a weird know. choice. Hmm. Weird choice. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, how, how, yeah, this, this could all be part of that. Uh, thing and and, and ramsey having all these skills uh you know in, in storyboarding it's just funny and dave's got it there and then you, you look at the bts stuff on the volume where uh they have to like really really even beyond storyboarding you you get to just pre-visualize visualize almost anything you want in the volume and, and on those little pads they got there it's just fascinating the conversations these these folks are probably having while putting this all together yeah oh my gosh. yeah Yes. I mean, I think he's not only is the storyboarder, but he's also been a second unit director. So it also strikes Ooh. me that Peter Ramsey probably has a really great understanding of action. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that, that gets me excited to, for seeing, seeing Ahsoka jump around swinging those <laughs> yeah. white blades. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, final note on it here, too, going a little bit to what you were touching upon, Jen, too, of just... Uh, you know, anyone can kind of slide in and out of any medium now and, and, and the, the walls made down. I just keep loving that uh, with the Star Wars TV shows, how it allows us to see uh, you know, more names roll through. And mm-hmm. you bring a Deborah Chow in and now she can do Kenobi. And, you know, I still want more from Fayima and, and I want more from Bryce Dallas Howard and Star Wars. And, and just, you know, Steph Green and the way she she just absolutely just, just slayed that second episode of Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I love that. I love that the shows uh, get to do that. And, and 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 it's not just we have one movie and we have to wait four years for the movie to come out <laughs> from the first rumored name of one director. Uh, now we got a n- lot of names coming through and trying their hand at Star Wars. And I, I, lo- I just absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. I totally agreed. Yeah. So there you go. That's our first story. Peter Ramsey going into the Ahsokaverse. When it's uh, officially confirmed or any more names, we'll talk about it here. We're going to take a quick break. But on the other side, don't you worry, we're going to talk about some more Star Wars news as we look towards Star Wars Celebration. Before we do that, we want to have an audiobook uh, recommendation for you. And we're going to do that right now. Joseph, what do we got? We are recommending Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston. We are going to be diving into this book. We have loved the first two Padme books by E.K. Johnston, so we can't wait uh, to read this and discuss it. If you would like to listen, you can uh, download a free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. That's right, audibletrial.com slash center. Get the book, listen, and get ready to dive into the review with us in a couple of weeks. All right, quick break here. When we come back, more news here on Center. Thank you. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Force Center, the big show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet of news. You know what I mean. Let's dive into this. I am excited for Star Wars Celebration, but now we're starting to get news of the panels. It's starting to shape up there. Uh, a lot of talk around Celebration 2022 so far has been about what to expect. Uh, movie announcements? There's no episode nine to promote. Like, what do we got? Mando three. Uh, now we have uh, some of the bigger pl- panels starting to emerge. Let me just run through these and we'll discuss them. And what looks to be a big kickoff panel, the quote, current crop of live action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss the many adventures coming soon, including Kenobi Andor and The Mandalorian. Like I said, that should be on Thursday. On Saturday, John Favreau and Dave Filoni will sit down with special guests for a conversation about The Mandalorian series so far and what's to come. And on Sunday, getaway day, as I call it, when we're all kind of packing and looking at the checkout times, but still having to head back to the floor, David Collins will host the Bad Batch panel, which will feature Jennifer Corbett, Brad Rao, uh, cast and writers 
of the Bad Batch discuss the first season and hey, what's to come? Overall thoughts to these uh, announcements so far, Joseph? Yeah, I, I, there's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by what they've announced. It makes a ton of sense. I'm also fascinated by uh, what they haven't announced, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that there's a missing day. If I have my weekend days right, <laughs> Friday. Yes. They haven't announced Friday. anything for Friday. I've seen other people talking about it, and uh, I, I'm really intrigued by why they haven't announced anything yet. If they're just, uh, you know. Uh, rolling things out slowly, but I'm kind of wondering if it's it ju- it's going to be a Kenobi panel uh, mm. or a uh, Kenobi viewing. Obviously, they are featuring uh, Kenobi heavily in that big kickoff panel on Thursday with all the upcoming adventures. But I wonder if they're going to do something to kind of uh, make the most of the fact that uh, mm. Kenobi uh, had premiered <laughs> right. uh, on, at Friday at midnight. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued by that. I'm also intrigued by. Um, I understand why they haven't announced it yet because it's probably not as uh, splashy, but I really do hope they do a 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, which I think they will mm-hmm. since their merch is all Attack of yeah. the Clones inspired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense for like a Sunday, or which I think they did the Phantom Menace on that. Though we had that Monday, uh, fifth day in Chicago. We don't have that here. Uh, Jen, it's going to be a busy celebration for all of us there. Anything uh, you're looking to drop everything and head to? Yeah, I'm wondering, yes, the missing Friday is what I'm thinking about because what are they going to share in the Thursday panel, right? Right. Like they they, they have these episodes that are going to be dropping for Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they can't do any like big reveals, not going to have mm-hmm. a trailer or anything like that. Okay. All right. right. So I mean, they'll probably will have Deborah Chow and she'll maybe be teasing about what's going to be happening throughout the season. Oh, maybe they'll have a little feature out of the season. Maybe sure. they'll do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now Mandalorian, uh, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni are going to have their panel on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So are they going to be also at this panel on Thursday? I believe so. Yeah. Right. So, so I, like, what are they going to talk? It, it's, it feels like I don't know what they're going to discuss in this. I mean, and then for Andor, I'm not even sure. Like Andor has multiple directors. Mm-hmm. Tony Gilroy was supposed to be the showrunner, but then with COVID, supposedly he actually didn't end up showrunning. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So who are they going to bring out for Andor? Right. Um, there's a lot of, Unknowns. I'm sure it's going to be great. It's going to be exciting, but I feel like the big day is going to actually end up being Friday. I think. Mm. I think you're right about that. Plus, are you? Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Well, Seth, I was going to say go with Gilroy is, is still involved, but he does not seem like the one who's going to want to attend a Star Wars convention. It's going to be like what? <laughs> right. Wait, there's fans of this stuff? No, nah, I don't watch Star Wars. Yeah, and I think he, I think he's uh, still the showrunner. I think the thing was that he was going to direct and then didn't want to travel. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Thank you. Thank you. But you're um, right. There, that means if he's not like an all-in convention guy and there are a bunch of, uh, of different directors who are like, yeah, I'm not showrunning. I, I directed three episodes. Right. It, it, it is like, well, who is sort of for a convention uh, the the sort of uh, grand uh, show person who is yeah. trumpeting this for us? Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they'll get Gilroy out, right? They'll, they'll, this is probably in the fine print. You got to come pretend. <laughs> uh, that would be great. I like love Adam, that. yeah, Adam Driver in 2015. Go pretend that you want to be here. Oh my gosh! Uh, for for the, the the missing Friday, is there mm-hmm. any hope or expectation from either of you that that might be movie related, big screen related? Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, yes, the, the, the big story might be what's yet to be announced. And, and the Kenobi thing definitely tracks, though it's kind of cruel because they're going to be like, we all know you stayed up to like 2 a.m. in your hotel rooms. Now you have to get up at like 5 a.m. to get in line and get in the convention panel that probably starts at 9 or 10. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no, that just makes a lot of sense that uh, anything this Thursday panel, this, this um, you know, they're listing TV, streaming, Disney Plus stuff. But that special guest, you, you bring someone out and, and maybe you tease it and announce it Friday or then you just you just wait. You just yeah. wait for Friday. That'd be midday panel. Uh, I don't know what you do. Bring Taika Waititi out and he goes, surprise, here's what I'm doing. It's what we do in the force. You know, what have we got? You know, <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. Joseph. I, I think that's kind of the the buried lead that we haven't learned about yet. Yeah, it just seems like a, a they they. 
announced three anchor, you know, panels yeah. and, and there's one missing. So it'll be really fascinating <laughs> to see what that is. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I have thoughts on the Thursday panel. Yeah. Uh, what, what, well, I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask specifically, like, what are you expecting? What do you want? What's your thoughts? Trailers, teases, announcement, Tony Gilroy going, there's a Bubba Gump around the corner. That's why I'm here. I think it's good. I think there are going to be some some treats, uh, but I think presentation wise, I think it's going to be mostly a party. Like remember, like the Rise of Skywalker panel, um, mm. it was great, right? Uh, in the Last Jedi one too, uh, but it was mostly like a fun host, Colbert for the Rise of Skywalker, right? Right, mm, bringing yeah. people out and kind of asking them a fun, jokey question, and then throughout it, every once in a while, there was a drop. You know, that was the first time we saw Claude, I believe, and that was the first time we saw oh Lando's yellow shirt. Right, right, right. And that, but that whole thing was like, mm-hmm. let's joke around, let's have fun. It's a party, and then bam, the title and the in the trailer at the end is the punch. Mm. But the majority of it is just sort of like, let's have a charming person, you know, bring Ewan out and ask him two joke questions. He says a funny answer, and we cheer. <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. I don't think it's a. I don't think that panel is a is a press conference. You know, um, yeah. I think that one is a little less in depth because it's also like the kickoff. But what mm-hmm. I do think might happen there is I think there's a possibility of either announcement uh, about or updates about Ahsoka, Acolyte, Orlando. Yes, right. Maybe the revelation of a new series with absolutely no details. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm is not the same as MCU at all, but like there's been some uh, MCU presentations where Kevin Feige has been like, here's what we can tell you with all these details. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, we're doing Blade. Bye. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, if they're going to have any sort of like, and by the way, uh, we're doing Kira versus Maul, Crimson Dawn. Bye. Like <laughs> if, if that's just oh just the announcement of an, another one that exists, because they're going to have to refresh the slate soon to keep the Disney Plus hype. Yeah. Uh, and then my other uh, thought is I really think an Andor trailer is not out of the realm of possibility at all. Uh, yeah, this might be the kickoff of of real uh, the, the beginning of the Andor push, right? I mean, yeah. Kenobi's here, there. We're going to see the episodes. Still going to have a lot of marketing around that. But Andor, well, and hence the purposes, up next. So what a way to just, hey, you guys want to see some Andor footage? That would be great. Yeah, because yeah. this isn't just for the convention. This is also how are they trying to dominate the uh, social media discussion the entire weekend? <laughs> Domination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. It's gonna be. It's got to be a teaser trailer. Something. Something. Andrew. Yeah. Well, yeah. And even just discussing it with y'all here, I, I'm more excited than I. Uh, thought I would. And I mean, you know, off air discussions that I'm now bringing on air. Uh, I've even told Joseph, like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'll, I'll be in a hotel room and uh, well, just, I just want to party. Let's go, let's go party. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to be there and in the cheering with, you know, thousands of other people. Cause I get to see Cassian's face on screen again. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's why the, the these conventions are, are fun uh, beyond just the news and the hype and the domination of the cycle. It, it's just fun to celebrate. It's fun to rub shoulders with people who are just experiencing joy for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially something like Andor that, you know, I think we're all very excited for. But yeah. uh, I think so far it, it hasn't captured the sort of general public's imagination of what it could be and how cool it could be to have mm-hmm. this morally conflicted gritty espionage story uh all leading to hope baked into star wars and like yeah and to have a room full of thousands of people get that and be excited about that that's just fun mm-hmm. to be a part of mm-hmm. yeah 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 no sorry Jenna, i'll cut you off that yeah mm-hmm. no just because andor is this series it has you know there's definitely folks like us who are super excited but there's some question marks around it of just like hmm, okay i'll see what it's about well man getting to see what it's about on this scale and this stage will really then kick it off uh, so I'm, I'm excited so i almost got to temper my expectations <laughs> <laughs> i mean for the uh, behind the scenes little featurette that they showed recently of andor i mm-hmm. was surprised by the scope of it it yep. seems very cinematic uh huge sets Incredible mm-hmm. costumes and creatures. I think Neil Scanlon's back in the yeah. um, special effects uh, creature department. It just looks pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. Not even in slang term, but just like grand. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of got me. Oh, okay. You no, know, and obviously the volume is incredible for what they're able to do. But this was like you know, this yeah. is like Star Wars filmmaking. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. got me uh, excited. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it might have a little bit of a different look in different feel because it seems like for whatever reason, if it was creative pushing, if it was, you know, uh, uh, trying out different things early in Disney Plus's tenure, it feels like it has a few more uh, big sets in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in practical stuff. Yes. Yeah. Excited to see and definitely excited now about that Friday uh, blank spot, uh, you know, and, and, and who knows that, you know, Feige could be the oh and surprise instead of him delivering it, Joseph, he could be the surprise. Oh, and here's finally, here's Kevin. What are you doing? I'm doing this. Oh, okay, great. And cheers go up. You know? Oh yeah. Here's, yeah. Here's my Knights of the Old Republic movie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be. Um, the mm-hmm. for the other panels um on saturday with the the mandalorian panel like that that yeah. first mandalorian one was was great and in things that now mm-hmm. get shared all the time uh that were on social media that were just anecdotes uh pedro pascal talking about coming in and going which who do i play the robot yeah. <laughs> and and being told like no you're the mandalorian and his emotional reaction so like uh i, I think with that cast with those creators there could be some really fun moments mm-hmm. um but I wonder if we could get a, a very short teaser, maybe even one that, that isn't uh, made available publicly, but a very short uh, oh, yeah. teaser or a little scene from season three, um, or possibly more information about the storytelling event that, that the Mandoverse is building to. Hmm. That, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, especially as an overall picture, right? If we, if we get a little... Uh little tease on the day before with, uh, you know, Ahsoka or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm. The other thing that I think is going to make that one fascinating is, you know, obviously fans all have different opinions and Book of Boba Fett didn't land for everybody. And one mm. of the things that bumped people was the inclusion of, you know, such focus on Din and Grogu and mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, the feeling that they took some of <laughs> Boba Fett's uh, time. Um I have to imagine that uh, Favreau and Filoni see Boba Fett as part of the Mandoverse. And right. like, so it makes sense to them. And it is this whole question of audience expectations uh, versus creator intent and all that kind of thing. So I'm so fascinated to see how they talk about it. I don't think they're going to go, I guess some of you didn't like it. Cause like, I don't think <laughs> they're going to be uh, confrontational in any way, shape or form. It is a right. celebration. Uh, but I think it might be really fascinating to hear them talk about, well, yeah, mm. of course, Book of Boba Fett is part of the Mandoverse. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. And going forward, you can expect these performers or these characters. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Mm. You know what? If they really want to break the internet, you know what they should do? Mm. <laughs> they should bring Grogu out. I mean, oh. like, <laughs> it would be, that. that would be it. The, I've been mm. talking about dominating the news cycle that, I mean, I remember what was, I don't even remember which panel it was where they, they brought out BB-8. Was it the yes. first one? First one. Yeah. Yeah. The very first one. And, and that Baba blew Joe, my right? mind. Yeah. Right. Just mm-hmm. imagine people would go crazy. And didn't you guys, when you guys were in the, the Mando panel, didn't mm. they show something that yeah. no, they did not release online because it wasn't yeah. finished. Right. They showed an early scene with the the Mando and the client yeah. in his right. office. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. could do that again. Yeah, yeah. Th- that would make sense. So I always get the sense that uh, Favreau was very uncomfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he literally said, "Like, well, we should wrap up. Oh, we still have a lot of work to do on the show." <laughs> oh my gosh! But you're right. That's the Grogu point is so good that they haven't had a celebration since the baby mm. Yoda conquered the galaxy. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's why. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in those terms. Oh, my God. You're right. Chicago was before all. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. Time. Maybe Friday is just conversations with Grogu. <laughs> conversations and it's just with people oh interviewing him. Gosh. That, that would be, the, I mean, that would be the way to do it. They have oh, this yeah. character. Just put him up in a chair and have someone controlling him off stage. Like, come on. Oh, come on. Lord. I now I want that. Right. Keep your yeah. movie news. Give me a conversation with Grogu. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then, uh, yeah, any thoughts on the Bad Batch panel? Uh, Jen, we haven't uh, really discussed Bad Batch uh, with you. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to take the deep dive on it there. Uh, no. Anything you're looking forward to knowing or, or hearing? No. I ha- you know, that's on my list next. I'm almost done with Rebels. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm mm-hmm. last uh, season now. Um, I'm at, and I started to get sad. I'm like, what am I going to yeah. 
do. Well, there's a lot of things I can do. I can do tons <laughs> of things. But Bad Batch is next. Um, because yeah. I have watched a couple episodes, but as I've now seen with Rebels, I had seen some of these episodes, but not watching it from the beginning, it just doesn't have the same weight. It also doesn't have the context. So I'm like, right. oh, what's this right. about? Um, but yeah, I'm excited because I, I I love the Bad Batch. I love all the mm. different uh, characters. Yeah. They're um and Omega. Right, Omega. Yeah, Omega. I think you're going to be so charmed by Omega, Jen. She's such a great character, um, and, and got a really different vibe for Star Wars, but also perfectly Star Wars. I, I, I can't wait for you to be able to, to yeah. spend some time with Omega. I'm excited. Again, people are really passionate about this show, and so I, I, that's where I'm like, okay, I want to go there next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll rub off there, and I think, I think we'll finally, finally, if not before the convention, but definitely this panel get uh, get the information of when Bad Batch season two is finally coming out. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be definitely be a, a trailer for season two and a release date, and Sunday makes sense for the animated show that they want to hype, but isn't the biggest deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes sense for them to uh, hype it then. The other thing I'm excited about for that panel, Ken, is mm-hmm. you know the Bradley Baker being there and, and Michelle mm-hmm. Ng, uh, yeah. uh and, and getting to hear about that experience of you know Dee Bradley Baker playing all those roles. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. I'm sure there'll be a lot of talk about that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the fact that Jennifer Corbett is the head writer yeah. and she's going to be there, and I think. It'll be great to really celebrate her uh, mm-hmm. because it says, you know, produced by David, Dave Filoni and, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, co-developed by Dave Filoni or whatever the various credits are. A lot of times on the Internet, you'll just see like uh, Filoni's continuing to kill it. He's killing it with Bad Batch. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he made many wonderful contributions. But the head writer's name is Jennifer Corbett. Yeah. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah, no fault of, Fil- by, uh, of Filoni at all, of course, no. but yeah, it's just the way the conversations go. And uh, uh, yeah, that's why we try to say here Filoni and team at least when discussing it. But yeah, absolutely. Th- them, uh, uh, Brad Rao and uh, Jennifer Corbett front and center. That'll be fun. And to hear them and hear their takes on it and, and, and what they did in season one and what they hope to do with Bad Batch is it moves into important storytelling eras. Like, you know, we're here at the formation of the Empire. Uh, that's mm. fascinating stuff and important stuff in terms of the Star Wars story. So I want to hear their takes on it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that one. Well, we will keep you updated, of course, once uh, all the other panels are out there, especially that Friday panel. And uh, maybe they'll be nice and put the Kenobi panel at like in the four in the afternoon. So we all can <laughs> sleep in, uh, though. Probably not asleep, but a lot of sleep uh, not happening at Star Wars Celebration. Final segment of the day here, and then we'll get out of, out of here, is our Star Wars history segment looking ahead to Star Wars past. And this one is actually at the end of the week. It's a fun anniversary. It hits on April 16th, where April 16th, 2015, the second Force Awakens teaser trailer debuted at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Most remembered as the Chewy We're Home trailer, this mm. one minute, 49 second trailer built off the success of the first teaser trailer back in November 2014 by focusing on the generational change about to happen in the saga, but of course gave us the first bit of actual dialogue from the movie as delivered by Han Solo, the aforementioned Chewie We're Home. So we're seven years removed from this. I'll say that again. We're seven years <laughs> removed from this. Wow. Um, we have talked about uh, some of the anniversary stuff here uh, recently. Joseph and I sharing our memories of, of things, even the November 2014 trailer. Um, so without going too into too much detail there, I want to talk about just our feelings. When you think about that trailer and when it was released and the Chewy were home, what feelings emerge when you think about it all, Jen? Oh man. And I, I watched that trailer again and it, I got chills and, mm-hmm. and I started to well up. I've, how many times have I seen that movie? Like, I mean, it's, and obviously I know everything that happens. It's so fascinating yeah. what these, quite frankly, the, you know, the force theme and, and then mm-hmm. hearing Mark Hamill's voice yeah. and it, it's very nostalgic heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I and I couldn't help but think a little bit like, oh, maybe that's why some fans felt disappointed. They felt like it was going to be the whole gang back together mm. again. Mm. And it wasn't. Even though we see Ray and Finn and all these other new things. Um, and especially with that Chewie were home. Oh, my gosh. That gutted me at the time. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And it was. 
Mm-hmm. But there is there is something where I did feel like, oh gosh, maybe that's where people got people got a little <laughs> confused. Yeah, I understand that. I understand. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm with you on the. Uh, I gotta we gotta come up with a term for it, but it's like unexpected Star Wars tears. <laughs> when, <laughs> in, in researching this, and then Joseph, I want to get your thoughts on it. But I watched the trailer, but then the YouTube algorithm suggested someone's uh, illegal recording of the trailer at Celebration Anaheim. So I clicked on that. Mm. And that's when you get to hear all the the crowd reactions. And I started to well up. And then that Mm. led to the Rise of Skywalker one inside the convention hall where, you know, you weren't supposed to tape it. Uh, And I watched that one and started to, to just cry. And and, 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 and even Grace popped in. What's going on? What are you doing? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, crying about star wars uh and i don't know it's just that again that collective everyone in one room and all all the cynicism goes away and all your expectations are out in front of you and 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 it it draws from your past as you look to the future and it just it just pulls you in and this trailer that experience that day i know right where i was i've told that story before about being in prim nevada and seeing it on my phone and crying in the car there it it, is just part of the fun so seven years seems like yesterday the tears are still fresh wow yeah wow that that, yeah that no that really makes a lot of sense um and we need to come up with yes the the happy uh tear i'm i'm crying joyfully about star wars (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean i mean you you both know and people listening know it i've talked about it before where I'll just be watching uh, you know, Rogue One and, you know, it, it's more than just Radis coming out of hyperspace, but something about it. And it's about just me as a kid dreaming about seeing this on screen and just, it just overcomes me. I don't really fully understand it other than I just experience it. Yeah. I, I think I will we'll run this up the flagpole of, of calling it like <laughs> the swell. The swell. Yes. It yes. feels like something's welling up inside you and then it, it mm. is, it comes out. Uh, and I think that yeah. this trailer, uh, so many of the Force Awakens, all the Force Awakens ones are great, but this one in particular really has that the past is not gone. That mm-hmm. that that thing that you loved is coming back. Uh, but like I, this, this trailer is almost an argument for the positive power of nostalgia. This isn't mm-hmm. uh, to me about like we're going to show you that thing you know again. It's that. You thought this thing you loved died. It right. starts with the crashed, uh, you know, X-wing in, in Star Destroyer, which is literally like, is that what happened to your toys? I bet you thought that's what happened to Star Wars. <laughs> and then the way that's constructed, the way Luke Skywalker speaks to someone, like mm. at the time it was the fun, like who's he talking to? Uh, but the way it works is it's he's talking to all of us, right? You yeah. have that power too. And it connects you to that like feeling when, when you were young or young at heart yeah. <laughs> and we're waving, you know, a, a rake around pretending it was a lightsaber because this was so fantastic and fulfilling and that bring that all back to Han, the cynical guy <laughs> <laughs> reflecting all of that by saying we're home. It, yeah. I think the other trailer goes really far. The next one goes even, yeah. even more in toward the swell with, you know, Han saying it's all true, but this one is like the, the, um, yeah, the emotional version of that as well of like those feelings mm-hmm. inside you about this space fantasy, <laughs> yeah. uh, story are real and valid and yeah. get rid of the cynicism and the doubt because it's coming back. Yeah, and I, I think to be in a in a convention hall with so many people experiencing the swell, patent pending uh, at the same time, it, it, it's it, that's it's it's why it's so powerful. And that trailer, and looking back on it seven years now, it's constructed so well, down to the 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 fact that you hear Han before you see him, and that yes. little beat of uh, just blank screen, and you hear Chewie. It's like whoa, and and just that absolutely doubles the impact. I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to return to this one when I'm feeling a little down because it's it's super, super powerful. 
It mm-hmm. is. It is. And, and, you know, and I'm, I look, I'm generally a rule follower in life. Okay. Don't sneak your phones in kids. But at the same time, I'm so thankful for those because <laughs> they were really fun to watch and really fun to relive uh, that experience again. So um, more common, more common, big, big, what will be the big trailer reveal? What will be the big communal experience at this celebration? We'll find out. Yeah. What Yay. will cause the swell this time? The swell. Wait. Well, uh, that is our show for tonight, for today. I keep saying tonight because we're recording at night. But you guys are listening to this uh, whenever you listen to it. Uh, we are uh, not going to make Jennifer uh, uh, gr- growl and cough through uh, any more of this uh, episode. She's been a trooper, uh, a range trooper and a, and a, a scarif trooper uh, to stay with us here tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. So uh, we're going to get on out of here, but I'm going to let you know where to follow us. Uh, we are at uh, Twitter on uh, Force Center Pod. Uh, we're Instagram and YouTube. Uh, thank you to all who watched the live Q&A this last week. Uh, very fun. Uh, we're going to be doing more of it. And yes, we saw someone in the comments was like, you should consider doing one with Jennifer. We have oh, considered and we will. Just the <laughs> schedule didn't work out this last time. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no apologies needed. Uh, it's um, life. Um, but I just want everyone to know, don't worry. We we always, uh, you know, think of Jen and, and want to get her on that. So it will happen soon. Uh, Facebook pages, Four Center Podcast. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots, including ACAST, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Just search. You'll find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. Always looking for uh, new patrons, new friends to hang out with us on our discord and Patreon overall. You can find me at catnapsock or go to my website, catnapsock.com. We always like to highlight charities or things going on in the world that are close to our hearts. Uh, I've been uh, highlighting the global crisis stuff uh, a lot recently, but I also want to highlight the GoFundMe for the Kiev independent. Uh, as we know, information in uh, a lot of situations and the truth and what's actually happen in facts are very important so i choose to support the keith independent by going to gofundme.com slash f slash keith independent dash launch you can as well if you so choose uh joseph what do you got today yeah uh, you can find me twitter instagram tiktok is at joseph scrimshaw you can check out all of my other comedy adventures uh past present and future on my website josephscrimshaw.com uh, i would like to continue to highlight the great organization vote forward uh you write letters to voters encouraging them to use their power and vote it's something that i do i am really big on trying to find proactive things we can do because there are so many things to be concerned about Uh, but if you just spend time on social media sometimes it's awareness uh, other times it's just kind of frustration and i'm really focused on where can we find actions that we can proactively take and for me vote forward is a really important one so if you're interested in checking it out you can go to their website at votefwd.org Wonderful as always. Jennifer, take us home. Where can they find you and anything you want to highlight today? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Jennifer Landa or my TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. I've been a little absent on the social medias, obviously, because I've been sick and having life things, but I will be back Hayden Christensen is Darth Vader. I will return. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what I'll be doing, but I will be back. And that's all I have for today. Uh, Yes. That is great. And that is plenty. Uh, Thank you so much, Jennifer, as always. So glad to have you back here on Force Center, uh, though your heart never left. Uh, And uh, we were just highlighting, folks, I want to go back to the old episodes. Check out Jen's Jedi Beat and Happy Beeps episodes as well. Some of our best stuff here. Uh, Go into the archives and find that. All right, that is it. So for, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Corbett, not Dave Filoni, and all the panels (laughs) yet to come, this has been Force Center. We'll see you next time. Thanks, friends. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.